Welcome to The Living Room, a cozy place of candid conversation. We're a group of women in various ages and stages of life. Join us for thoughtful discussion with a side of humor. We chat about everything from parenting issues to life balance, what matters most, and how to make it happen in everyday life. Settle in just to listen or feel free to add your comments online at www.fromthelivingroom.com. And now, your hosts for today's show. Hello, and welcome to another neighborhood segment on The Living Room. Today, I'm excited to introduce you to one of my dearest friends, Brianna Coles. We have had some fantastic laughs together, some crazy awesome conversations, and I also just love what she's up to. It's amazing that she lives 20 minutes away, and I never see her, except unless it's like 11 o'clock at night on Facebook. But today we brought her in to have an awesome conversation. But before we do that, I want you to get to know her first. So Brianna, tell all of our listeners a little bit about you and all of the hats that you play. Great. So I am the mother to five. My oldest is 11 and my youngest is one. So that right there keeps me plenty busy. Um, I'm also homeschooling those children of mine. And so that's something that I'm super passionate about. Um, And I'm very active in my church And I like to consider myself an amazing friend, so that's an important part of my life as well, is being involved in in my friends' lives and um, all of that. Um, With all of those roles um, also comes a huge part of my purpose in life as well. And I um, am the owner of a six-figure health and wellness business where I um, support people in finding natural solutions um, for their health and wellness. So... Is that fast enough? <laughs> You're so great. It's so funny because we talk about how I never see you, but I love you so much. And I also love that you make all of those things work. And when I see you, you never seem the least bit stressed. You always have a baby or two with you, even if I see you in public. And everything seems to work. And I know that purpose is a really big part of your core, which is what we're talking about on today's show. So how do you make your roles support your purpose as a woman, as a mom, as a business owner? So I think it has to come with a lot of um, flexibility. And that's something I've never had in my life. (laughs) I'm very type A, like we're going to have structure and it's going to look like this and everything's going to be planned. Um, And as I started adding children to my life, I realized that they weren't following the manual that I had written. (laughs) And oh goodness. So as you ask, um, how do I make, you know, my purpose intertwine with my roles? I think for me, it's a, a feeling for me. So if I'm feeling um, fulfilled and satisfied and like I'm creating value, um, exchanging value, you know, receiving value, giving value, all of that. I think that's when I know that I'm, um, able to, you know, function in those roles with purpose. I love creating order and, um, always just very progress focused. And so when I look at all the different roles in mine, I mean, I'm, I'm probably really obsessive about it in the sense of creating purpose. Like I'm like, how do I create purpose with my meal plan and my, um, homeschool plan and my bathroom cleaning plan and like I really am pretty um intertwined in all the details of creating purpose in all those different roles so but I love that and I think that what I have learned from you is that the best and most important things of our life 
um, deserve our priorities in a way that we can say, this is important to me and I want to make it a plan. I don't want to handle it haphazardly. I want my kids to know they're important. I want my business to know that it's important. I want my leaders to know that they're important as well. So my question for you is that women that are listening to this call, what kind of advice do you have for women that crave more purpose and want to find it? So they might be sitting there thinking, I have all those things, but I'm still trying to find some purpose for me. What thoughts do you have about that? Well, I think for me, it's everybody, I recognize that everybody has value, every single person. And I think that it's easy for us to get so bogged down with just the day-to-day life because I could wake up every morning and just do the breakfast, lunch, and dinner scene and not have room for anything more. That is it. <laughs> like, Why do they eat every I know. day? What is up with that? <laughs> and so just keeping up with my house and all of that. So the idea of reaching beyond that sometimes seems crazy, but I feel like everybody has this desire in them to to do more or to have more purpose and whatnot. And I think that it's just recognizing that you have value. And if you're feeling that call, that pull to do something more, to to honor that and recognizing that you have something of value um, for, for those around you, um, no matter how small or how big it is. So I think that's great. Yeah. And that's awesome advice. Now, I also know that the women that are listening to this call are thinking, but how do I get it all in? And as a master of schedules and time management, I know you have something to teach us. So what is your favorite time management tip? My first response to this is just um, the quote, I cannot do everything, but I can do something. Because I've had to become very gentle with myself, like I said, because I'm very, if I'm going to do something, I'm all in and it's going to be very strategic and structured and this beautiful plan. But I've started to recognize that my my most effective time management tip now that I am mother of five and running an amazing business is that I need to recognize the the most important things for me to do rather than everything. And so just uh, trusting your intuition on that and doing the most important things versus the everythings. Ooh, I love that. Okay, so I know that there are going to be people listening to this call that want to get to know you, that want to find you. And while I don't want to share you, I know that you can bless their lives. So how can people find out more about you and work with you? Great. I would love to um, point them in the direction of my website, and that is livewithpurpose.today. And the whole purpose being that you're going to start with living with purpose today, not tomorrow and not next year. And so I will have a free guide there for you that you can um, opt in for. And we'll just walk you through how you can find your purpose, whatever that might be. And living intuitively with that. There's also a lot of free resources there, whether it's homeschool or other things that you're interested in. Um, You're welcome to come and check those out as well. And one other way is that for those of you who are listening that um, are in the more, you know, natural health and wellness um, lifestyle and whatnot, or you're interested in even going that direction, I am very passionate about supporting people in building an amazing um, residual income and financial pipeline that can support them in their in their lives, whether it's to, um, you know, create a little or, or create big. And so... I'm always looking for people to partner with um, that I can support in creating an awesome income as well. 
I love that. One of the things that I've learned from you is finding ways to have freedom in your life and bringing all the things in that you want. And so I love that you do that for your leaders as well. And that's very inspiring. So thank you so much for being on our show today. We're so excited to have you. And um, if you're interested, again, Brianna's website is livewithpurpose.today. And you can find all kinds of great information and resources there, lots of tips. And she's just super crafty and clever too. So I hope you'll check that out at livewithpurpose.today. Thanks so much for being with us, Brianna. Thank you. Good morning and welcome to the living room. I'm your host, Jana, and I'm joined today by Jody, Heather, and Michelle. And I'm so glad you guys are here. We have a fun topic today. We're going to talk about prioritizing around purpose, which sounds kind of dry and I promise isn't. And to illustrate <laughs> that, <laughs> you're never dry, Jana. <laughs> I'm going to start with a funny story. I have this aunt who loved to clean. And if you know me, you'll wonder if we have any genetic connection at all. But uh, early in their marriage, when she was young, she invited some couples over for dinner. And she was excited to have guests in her new house, and she spent the whole day cleaning. Not just tidying, but vacuuming, making sure every drawer and cupboard was in order. She just, she just went, you know, if you give a mouse a cookie, yeah, yeah she got dirty away and cleaned the whole house. So, um, come to my house anytime. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, right? Mine first. <laughs> well, um, the first guest arrived, and she went and opened the door, and they came in, and she realized she'd forgotten to fix dinner. She had invited them over for dinner and then obsessed with cleaning the house, and then there was no dinner. That is seriously hilarious. That's awesome, that right? So they told us at her funeral. Oh my god. I think her family just loved this story. And <laughs> it is awesome. But the more I thought about it, I think, well, first of all, you can imagine the embarrassment, the sheer panic, <laughs> right? <laughs> that key moment when you oh. realize you forgot. The most important thing. And There's I love a, this story because it makes me laugh, but I also think I know I've done similar things. Sure. I know that there have been times, and how often is it actually when I have something truly important to do and I busy myself with something tangential and maybe related, maybe not, and get obsessed over the details and forget the real purpose. Um, I think it happens in little ways and I think it happens in big picture ways as well. So I want to ask, first of all, we can't prioritize around a purpose unless we know what that purpose is. How do we know, understand, define what that purpose is? In general, in yeah. life? I think, I think it could be a tiny one or it could be a big one. Like, for example, Michael Hyatt is a, a business consultant that Michelle and I like. And he, um, he talks about how you can decide... When you're, when you're trying to be more productive, deciding the thing that you love to do. Okay, that was my aunt cleaning, right? And also the thing that you're exceptionally good at. And then figuring out a way to delegate the other stuff is mm -hmm. really smart, right? So he says the thing that you're really good at and the thing that you love to do should be your top priority when you're figuring out your day. But then you can't let the really important stuff, you know, go by the wayside, right? right? But I think that's a really, like for me, I think, okay, what am I really good at that no one else can do for me? Paint, right? How many times am I putting painting on the back burner so that I can clean, return emails, whatever, mm -hmm. all the other stuff? So many times I'm like, oh my gosh, I haven't even painted today. I'm down in the studio at 10 o'clock at night, right? 
there's, that's got to be flip-flopped, right? The thing that I love to do that I'm good at should be number one on my list. And some of that other stuff I should be delegating or not doing at all, right? So there's got to be a better way. So that's a, that's a mini thing. Sure, sure, but then sure. there's big picture things as well where um, where we have this this great purpose and we're sidetracked. Yeah. So, oh, go ahead. No, you know. Well, I was just going to say, I know for me, I answer this question by looking first at what my values are. Yeah. So whatever my value system is, essentially, my actions should then support that value system. And so I can see when my priorities get out of whack to where all of a sudden, if my value system is family or belief in spending time with my husband or doing things with our children or, you know, whatever it might be, and that's what's important or I profess that it's important. And then I recognize that my actions are not supporting that, right? That my life is so busy, I can't possibly find time in the afternoon to hang out with the kids or help them with homework. Once I see that those are out of order, I recognize my priorities now are, are out of order. So yeah. for me, it's very much a value-based decision. And it doesn't mean I'm great at it or do it right all the time. But if I need to go back to the root of it, to your question, that's where I find what my priorities are. My priorities are based on what I believe in, my values. And if I subscribe to that, then my actions should follow suit. I totally agree with that. Service is really important to me. And when I feel like I'm too busy to serve, then I think there's something wrong and I've got to reprioritize. It's out of, your priorities yeah. are out of order. Yeah, yeah. And I think that I, and this is hard for me to verbalize, which is funny because I, all I do is talk all day long, but um, I have, <laughs> I have foundational values uh-huh. and foundational priorities but then I also acknowledge that there are situational or from time to time oh, priorities yeah, that sure. have to be mixed in there. And that that is the hardest part for me because I'm clear on what my values are. But sometimes I miss the opportunity of what needs to be done, even for my kids or for a neighbor or in a church responsibility or something, because I'm so focused on that, that I'm forgetting to see the bigger picture and to step back a little bit, that sometimes those things, while the core value doesn't change, the may, maybe the way I spend my time does. And having to every single day really get on my knees and say, okay, God, what do you need from me today? And what am I supposed to do today? And who needs me today? And what is the most important? Because I can get, I can talk myself in circles of, well, this is a big priority and of course it's a priority, but the house does need to get clean and the kids do need to be fed. And even if um, cooking is not my favorite thing, that's still part of my foundational goal, which is my family. Right, right. And so it's hard to balance some of those things. And it gets situational, right? Because for example, you have a big thing coming up, whether it's a conference or speaking or a, a client or something like that. And I'll think, well, just for two days, things need to change a little bit. And then I'll go back to that foundational. And yeah, yeah. And, and it gets tricky because there are situations. There are but I changes think, that have to happen. But. And I think that's okay, too. And I'm the same way. You know, I have a big event that comes up and things change in our family. They have, they have and they to. have to. But I think part of that is also explaining to the people around you how that works and what's going to change. Yes. And then what's different later. Like, I have to even say to my kids... I know that things are busy this week and I can't do the same things that I used to, but next week when this is done, I'll have more time It'll and, go back to, and we'll go back to what we're right. doing. But instead of just railroading them into whatever the schedule is, sometimes I have to involve them on what the current priorities are so that they are in alignment and enrolled in what I'm doing instead of just making sure they're pulled along for the ride against their will. We, uh, we do this thing. I do it myself in a number of different areas and then we do it as a family and my husband and I as a couple, but 
we just take a piece of paper and fold it in half and on the top of one side we write needs and on the top of the other side we write values and it's ridiculously simple but we just write down all the needs we might have and all the values that we feel we want to subscribe to yeah. and it leads and guides us in the direction we need to go and kind of takes care of some of those things too right because this week a need could be preparing for something bigger that's only this week right and right. it doesn't take away from the value that then we also or the values that we then subscribe to but it could also be we need to spend more time this week, not every week, but this week, or we need a date, or we need. And so, by putting our needs and values there, it really does help us focus on what our priorities need to be, short term and long term. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, have you heard of the book "The Crossroads of Should and book. Must"? Uh -huh. mm -hmm. And I just got introduced it to me last week for the very first time. And I was like, where has this book been my whole life? Because I get this. And I've always said to even my clients, we have to stop shooting all over ourselves. <laughs> uh, because we're like, I should do this. I should do this. I should do this. And the next thing you know, you feel You're weighty and heavy. I know. I know. But that's what's funny. You're hoping you I know. That's funny. That's what's funny about it. You're totally yeah. saying that. With it's going to be on stage. I know. I know. Yeah. And that's going to be a problem. Michelle. I know. Uh -huh. But the idea, and I do this to myself, I should do this, I should do this, I should do this, but unless it's based in your purpose and unless it's based in a value, mm -hmm. yeah. the should can exist. It has mm -hmm. to be, and you know, in the book she talks about the shoulds are the things that other people ask of you and the musts are the things that you know you need to do. Mm -hmm. And when you're living in your must zone that you are fulfilling your greatest purpose, even if you do some of those other things, you're doing it because of the way that you want. And, and while sometimes that to me, some feels really selfish, I was raised by a mother who sacrificed everything and she shoulded all day long and that was just the way she did it. But she had an amazing heart and amazing soul and she gave up all of her personal things to, to do those. And, and that's, I think that there's nothing, there's no judgment in that except to say that I think that you can have both. I think that you can have the painting, you can have the thing that you love to do and you can do things for other people um, in the right in the right order. Well, and I think that people are different. Like you're talking about with your mom, the, the shoulds and the must, they, they affect people differently. The priorities are different. And so if someone's core nature and values are founded in serving their family or serving others, that's, that's where she found her greatest fulfillment or, or mm -hmm. could have. Right. And so mm -hmm, yeah. if that's where her greatest fulfillment is, that's what she's good at and that's what she loves. And those come together based on her values, then those are her musts and mm -hmm. she's right. And that's where I think we have yes. to look in our own hearts and our own minds and go, wait a second. We, I know full well when I'm off track, I yeah. know it. I know it. I, yes. I know in my heart when I'm not stepping up where I need to be. I know when I'm putting energy into things that don't support my values. I, I know those things. And so it's honoring that, but I think we're all different. So what is someone's must is, isn't mine. Right. And, <laughs> And that's okay. Isn't that beautiful? Hallelujah. Yeah. It yeah, is thank beautiful. Goodness. Mm -hmm. I think there's a test, though, that we have to ask ourselves, or we have to ask, who are you doing it for, really? When image gets involved. Oh, yes. Yeah. And oh, we yeah. all have that. You oh, know, that's if you're, I, yeah. I knew somebody that if, if you came to her door, you could come in as long as the vacuum or the, the carpet still had the vacuum lines oh, wow. in it. And oh, I nice. learned this after I had moved away and I thought, oh, how sad. Cause I looked at her and thought, oh, she's got so much to offer. I'd love, love, love to, you know, sit on her couch and learn from her. But again, the should or the must to her was that. And I, and, and I guess that is a little judgmental because I can't judge her heart, but 
to me that it was the vacuuming that was the image that made me think, oh, she's got it all together. So I think when we're looking at prioritizing purpose, I like to have lines in my carpet, no lie, but I'm going to let you in even if they're not there, you know. <laughs> but yeah. when we're prioritizing with purpose, I think the honest conversations with ourselves, really getting down and dirty sometimes and really testing ourselves and saying, why do I, why is this a purpose? Absolutely. Why am I, I prioritizing like that. Looking this? at your own true purpose yes, of, of those actions is really important. Sometimes we might surprise ourselves yes. with our answers. Yes. <laughs> my, uh, my husband, I'll never forget, we'd been married a couple of years and I very much... I'm over it now, but at first it was like, <laughs> unless it's just your house is just right or things are, you know what I mean? I was always so very sensitive to it and I didn't want the kids like to have friends over where it was like, wait, the basement is still a mess. Like until this or until that, or, you know, just so. And I remember one night he just out of love was like, you know, the fact that, you know, you're, we don't kind of have, we, we've talked about how important it is for our house to be open to friends and those types of things. But yet like the door's not really open. So you either need to like, decide that it's okay if things are a little disheveled or else you need to figure out how to make it perfect all the time. But either way, the kids need to yeah. be able to come and go with their friends differently. And at first he said it and I was like, what? don't talk to me. Like <laughs> What do you mean I should figure? But he was exactly yeah. right. Yeah. He was exactly right. And it was so helpful to me as, you know, I remember laying in bed that night and thinking, oh my gosh, what is most important? Why? Who cares? So what? Go home and tell your mom that I haven't done the dishes. Go tell her. I don't care if you tell her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Come over and play. Have fun. Yeah. But but it does. We have to we have to come to that place where we're living those values and we're honest with ourselves. Yeah. yeah. And it's ugly sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's take it let's take it to a bigger picture now. Let's go let's go broad. I think there are there are times when we have real purpose mm-hmm. that is even beyond you know, the typical priorities that we think about. And I'll tell you, I had a story once where um, I, had, I was teaching a painting class on location. And it was a location I'd never been to before. And it was a week-long class where I was responsible for the safety of the students. And, you know, because we were living on this location and, and the food had to be organized. It was a big, big deal. And the stress of never having been to the place before, knowing I was responsible for so much in addition to the teaching was just completely overwhelming to me. And I was so stressed about, you know, this lesson plan and are we going to be able to teach this in this spot? And are we going to be able to hike to this place? And it became so overwhelming. And I, um, I did a lot of, of prayer and it was so interesting. Prayer in terms of just relieve the stress, help me to know what to do. And then the answer that came was so phenomenal because the answer, please don't take a picture, Joe. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the answer that came trying to take was phenomenal because my purpose was off. Mm-hmm. And the answer that came to me was the most important thing is the way you treat people and the way you serve and the way you love. And when you do those things, you're witnessing to a higher power that they're not going to learn any other way. And when you're living that way and teaching that way, absolutely, they'll learn everything else they need to learn. Mm-hmm. And that changed everything for me. And then I didn't stress about every detail and the van and the, the checklist and the food. What I, what I stressed about was my heart. And when I knew that my heart was in the right place and that I was going to teach in a way that was going to work, then um, all the other details became non-stressors. And all the stress literally faded because I had my true purpose had been laid out for me. 
Something Michelle, I think, has taught me more than anybody else um, in terms of finding your purpose is what feeling do you want to create? And you've asked that question. There's different workshops I've been to that have asked that question, but I've heard Michelle say that again and again. And so I think looking at that bigger picture, that broader vision, that's something that I'm really, really trying to do is what feeling do I want to create? I am a feeling person, and that's Mm -hmm. an easier way to tackle a goal and a vision and a purpose then maybe spelling out the little words that it goes to. But if, if, if you say, how do you want to feel, Jody? I can say, Oh, I want to feel this way. I want to feel, you know, I want to feel purposeful. I want to feel motivated. I want to feel, um, energized, Uh, any word that you attach to it, but your purpose, I, I, I love service as well, Janet. And I want to feel that, that there is a great, there is a greater purpose in my life and, so uh, that's just a suggestion. But when you're thinking of this broader vision, think about the feeling. What feeling do you want to create? How would you define your purpose if you could describe it with feelings? I think that's a great way to look at it's it. It's a whole different yeah. exercise. Yeah. You know? So thank you, Michelle. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it, you bring that up and it reminds me of a story. I promise I'll tie it in. But um, <laughs> you always do. <laughs> When I had a, a big church responsibility and I was preparing a meeting for 50 women, um, I remember I remember one day feeling an, an, an amazing amount of joy that I was serving and that I was getting some, some something done. And, and a woman came up to me and said, you, you look stressed. Hmm. What can I help you? I wasn't feeling stressed. I was moving quickly. No doubt. There was yeah, no yeah. question. Like, and you can imagine me oh, buzzing out yeah, yeah, yeah. getting stuff done. But I was like, I'm being efficient. Yeah. I'm getting these things going. Yeah. The, she was early for the record. Okay. If yeah, you're, yeah. Don't, don't, don't judge early. me. Don't, don't judge me before early. when you come No, early. don't come early. Don't come early. No, because I need every last minute. So just let me have it and come on Exactly. But I also was was mindful in that minute that I want them to see that I love this opportunity. I want them to see that I'm joyful and that I'm peaceful about it. And I don't want them to see that I'm stressed. And the feeling that I want them to feel and that I want to feel, I want them to feel too. And if that means that I can't be as efficient as I am or as quick, then that's a change I need to make because I want people to know that in that moment I am living the purpose and I hope that they will feel that purpose because I don't want them to feel stressed mm-hmm. and I don't want them to feel like I'm running behind um, even if everything was planned out the way that it was, they don't know that. And that doesn't necessarily mean that we always have to change to fit and meet others' needs, but to be conscious of, am I sharing the feeling and am I being the feeling and am I really um, putting the purpose out that makes people feel that from me mm-hmm. in a way that it needs mm-hmm. to be received? It's, it's that quote, what is it? Never let a problem to be solved be more important than the person to be loved. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's great. I mean, pretty straightforward, but it, it, I mean, your example works perfectly in our own homes, in our family settings, right? Absolutely. Right? To where yeah. it's like, I need to slow down and I need to make sure that they know I love them far more than if those clothes get folded or I'm orchestrating mm-hmm. everything just right. Or getting my kids out the door in the morning. I oh, have to yeah. figure out. And I, I've figured out this year, try to have, that just means I have to get up earlier. Like, I don't want to say yep. hurry. I don't want to say you're going slow. I don't want to say any of those things anymore. I just I need know. to We're going to be late. We're gonna be late. I yes. know. And then we have to get in the car and I drop them off at school and they're stressed. And luckily I have like 15 minutes to fix that, you know, before yeah. I get there and drop them off. That's good. But I've also figured out that 
if I'm stressed and worried, they're stressed and worried, and that can take into their entire day. And so I have to figure out how to set a better tone for them because that is my purpose and priority. It is, absolutely. I read a book once called The Maker's Diet, and it wasn't so much about diet as it was about purpose, I realized. This guy had learned how to heal himself from um, some kind of colon disease, but he, in the meantime, had really sought and he had this this prescription, as it were, that in addition to morning prayer, that you give yourself an exercise morning purpose. Mm. And that every 90 minutes or so throughout the day, you go back and check how you are on purpose. And I think that's a, a beautiful way to kind of remind yourself throughout the day that you have this singular purpose and then you check on it. And I think that you can check in with God and say, ask him like Michelle was saying, what is my purpose? What do you need from me today? And then check in with him and see how you're doing throughout the day as well. I like that. There's another book out called uh, The On Purpose Person. Oh, I like that. And the idea is using the light switch as an example. Mm -hmm. And it talks about your purpose and are you being on in your purpose and are you being off in your purpose. And throughout the book, it has little um, light plates and things. And so every time I see a light switch, I think of that. And that's the purpose is that we we touch light switches all day, all night long. And that that can be a reminder. Am I on purpose? Am I not right now? And so, and sometimes I fall out of habit of that, but then I think about it and see it. But what is the other thing? Are there ways that you can trigger yourself or remind yourself what your purpose is? And I have some reminders that pop up on my phone that um, talk about me living in my zone of genius and focusing on the things that are the most important. So what are some other things that we can put into place every day to remind us to go back to our purpose if we ever get off? Okay. I don't have any good reminders. No. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Dead space. I know, right? Okay, wait a minute. What's her purpose again? I know. I don't okay. have that light switch thing. I'm going to work on that. <laughs> I'll, I'll share something I've just started. Literally just just started and it has it has to do with rechanging way the way I'm going to do my mornings I don't have little kids uh like I used to my youngest is 11 and so she's more self-sufficient and so forth but in the days when I had all the little people that I had to do a lot for you know this this couldn't happen but um I decided I was going to call it the morning 15 Michelle has her power power up and power down and there might be other sacred rituals that people have but that I'm going to spend five minutes stretching, moving, meditating, depending on what I feel, five minutes in inspirational reading, and then five minutes journaling. Mm-hmm. But that is a perfect time to really prioritize to and evaluate yeah. my purpose. Yeah. And my hope is, is that I'll evaluate the day before so that I can look at how to go forward even better um, in that day. But I think making simple changes like that to your routine can really pay off big. I've seen it happen in other people's lives. And so that's something that um, I'm going to try. And I hope I will gain greater purpose and greater perspective just by knowing that time is devoted to that purpose. Mm-hmm. Any more P words that we need to pronounce? <laughs> <laughs> so I just started something new that at first I was a little, I don't know, but now I'm really glad I have. And that is uh, keeping a prayer journal. So instead Mm -hmm. of just, you know, I I say prayers during the day, but instead of just saying them, I now write them out. Mm -hmm. And it's been a completely different experience, not just for priorities, but for goals as a reminder to me. Like where you're asking for, what are some reminders we have? As I write out those prayers that I have in my heart and I, I put them down on paper, 
it really is, it's this very visual reminder of what I've said and what I feel and where I want to head or where I need to do better instead of it just being said Yeah, yeah. to see it. Yeah, yeah. And you so know, it's been a, a great reminder. That's cool. I did that when I was in my 20s. I, have, I still have the book. And um, what I did was I wrote the prayer on the left-hand side of the page and then on the right-hand side of the page, I left blank for the answers. Mm. And what I found that was so fascinating was that the answers, there's no right-hand page that's blank. And many times the answers are so much more than the the prayer prayer itself. That's cool. Yeah. I think that's a really beautiful exercise. Yeah. Yeah. Your kids are going to love, love having that as a legacy. When they ever get becomes, my hands on it. When it yeah, becomes, yeah, there. I'm like, wait a second. I don't know if I want them to read it. I know. <laughs> I need to be dead first, and then you can. Read it. <laughs> oh, I love it. Well, I think we're about coming to a close here, but I think that everybody has had a good chance to evaluate both small and large priorities and small and large purposes that we have. Um, Wayne Dyer says, everything in the universe has a purpose. Indeed, the invisible intelligence that flows through everything in a purposeful fashion is also flowing through you. Mm -hmm. And I think just remembering that we have that purpose is out there and that purpose is in us is really wonderful to think about. So I hope that um, as we finish this out that we'll have a chance to reevaluate some of our priorities and our purpose and I hope that um, we'll give each other some latitude in terms of both priority and purpose not correct each other but but give each other a nudge and and also to look inside ourselves and I hope that um, our listeners will also go to the website we'll have more quotes more information we've got stuff on Facebook Twitter and um, we love hearing from you And in the meantime, give yourself and your priorities some living room. Thanks for coming to The Living Room. We hope you've enjoyed listening, laughing, and learning something new. Join us for our next show. And in the meantime, give yourself and those you love some living room.